Thanks for joining me today for episode 16 of the Northwest Fish Passage podcast. Northwest Fish Passage is a small strategic collaborative partnership of scientists, planners, and engineers. Today I'm here with Savannah Smith and Ebony Wellborn, founders of Sea Potential. Prior to starting this organization, they both worked at Earth Corps, and I will let them tell us more about that. Thank you to both for joining me today. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here and share about ourselves. So to start with, I'd love to hear more about how you two met and your time with the Earth Corps and, um, and yeah. what led you to start this company, See Potential. Yeah, so me and Savannah have um, unique backgrounds. As she is born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm from the Carolinas. Um, but we ended up meeting at our last job before we started our organization, which was EarthCore, a restoration nonprofit based in Seattle. We both were able to do a crew year, a crew member position, as well as volunteer specialist position, which was a lot of fun. But we had the idea for our company um, after our first internship position where we basically did this activity though, asked if we could do anything in the world and money wasn't a problem, what would you do? And we ended up both setting up and saying similar concepts, um, which was connecting BIPOC youth to marine ecosystems. And so, yeah, we thought that was really cool and we were already friends and we we're like, okay, we'll do it in like five years or so. But um, yeah, things changed once the Black Lives Matter movement of 2020 happened and we felt really called to go ahead and put our ideas out into the world. And so, yeah, we created Sea Potential in December, 2020. That's awesome. Um, can, can you both tell me about what attracted you to study marine biology? Yeah, so I, I had a, this is Savannah talking. I don't know if it's important when we say our names, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I early on had an interest in animals and the environment. Um, growing up, we had a lot of non-human non uh, relatives in my family. So I was exposed to animals ranging from hermit crabs to peacocks, I always tell people. And that really just fostered my initial interest in the natural world and my curiosity. And then in second grade, started reading books about um, dolphins specifically and just generally about the ocean and had a teacher suggest that I become a marine biologist someday. Um, I had no idea what that meant and I didn't know anybody personally in my life who was a marine biologist or anybody in the scientific field at all really and someone who looked like me, but it was um, something I decided to just go with since it was recommended to me and I knew that I liked animals and the ocean. So that's how it started for me. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, um, like I said earlier, I grew up in the South, and so, yeah, I lived in a little trailer park community, me and my family, and we live right beside a creek, and so a lot of the activities that me and my brother did were always outside. We had a trampoline or doing sports or playing on dirt bikes, but um, the thing that really stuck with me is me and my brother playing in the creek, catching dragonflies and frogs. Um, we usually put them in the same cage in as you know, that doesn't go well, but uh, that kind of inspired that initial appreciation for aquatic ecosystems. And I kind of just held on to that memory and that feeling all the way up until 
where I am now and it inspired me to continue to pursue marine biology um, as a career. That's great, thank you. So when I was looking at your website, I was reading about your values and I'd love to hear more about and uh, how you picked the four that you have there. Uh, authenticity, curiosity, community, and growth. Oh, that's a good question. Not many people ask us how we uh, pick our values, but definitely, yeah, important question. Yeah, um, we can start, I guess we can just go one by one. Mm -hmm. Authenticity is important to us, especially wanting to um, uplift BIPOC in this marine, said, uh, marine industry. We're really about promoting representation over assimilation. So we feel like it's important to create spaces where people can be their authentic selves and letting them know that it's okay um, to just come as you are and present your best selves. And so we try to model that in our facilitation and in our existence in general so that we um, can cultivate that kind of community um, everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really understand that the industry that we're going into has you know, been shaped by a capitalistic system and like professionalism is mainstream and what it looks like, but really want to challenge, yeah, what is professionalism, who decided what it was and making sure our youth feel comfortable to be themselves, which is still professional. Right. And then curiosity is another one. We just feel like it's very important to being a person in general and just mm -hmm. finding the interconnectedness of life and being willing to learn and um, yeah, just taking a unique perspective to different situations and being willing to um, work on your, your cross-cultural understanding mm -hmm. and awareness. Yeah. And for growth, um, kind of, we saw that not necessarily like growing maybe as a business, but like growing as an individual, we incorporate a lot of um, healing activities into our programming to deal with some of that generational and individual trauma that could be um, produced from the past experiences revolving around marine ecosystems. And so part of not only growing in like your knowledge base, you get to grow as an individual in your heart, um, but also like growing as in connecting. So we just see it as a broader term that can sum up a lot of the ways we want people to uh, expand as they interact with the programs that we offer. And then community, we think of in a very holistic um, sense of not just our human community, but our, our non-human <laughs> um, relatives as well. And just tying in the interconnectedness of everything and realizing that we know in nature, diverse ecosystems produce better and the same applies um, for our lives as humans as well. Just really wanting to uplift diversity of perspective and experience in all settings and um, making sure everyone feels seen, heard, and valued in our communities. I love that. Thanks for sharing all about that. I appreciate yeah, that. So I would love to hear about the grant, um, the Liberated Paths Used Outside and um, other grants that you are looking at right now. Yeah, for the first grant we got, which is the one you just mentioned, it was introduced to us by Steve from Earth Corps. Um, 
And it was just a really convenient opportunity. It was all aligned in the fact that we just made this decision and was presented an opportunity to, yeah, give us stability as we continue to build um, our ideas out and present them to the world. And so, yeah, it was just really exciting. It was a general funds grant. So allowed after finishing our Earth Corps service year um, in December, it allowed us to pay ourselves for a little bit till we got on our feet. Um, Right. We yeah we ended our earthquake position mid December got our business license end of December um, but we're awarded this grant also in December and Youth Outside is great because they really are about putting power in community members hands um, to to implement the kind of change that we want to see and know that we need in our communities and so it was a great first grant and um, our, our next grant we received after that was from the Seattle Foundation and then um, small small grant. Um, from the social justice fund later and we were like constantly applying to grants so yeah that's great yeah especially you got that grant right uh, right when you started your business it was just all aligned and we are very thankful for having that option to actually yeah start a business I'd love to hear about some of the programs that you're thinking about doing with youth yeah um so we're still in the creation phase as we're yes establish ourselves in the community but right now we're doing a program under why we they allowed us to do our first pilot program which we are very thankful for about six meetings about three to four hours long um, and so we haven't been able to dive too deeply into that topics that we want to discuss in our future programmings but um, mostly covering things like cultural relationships to water uh, how to see um, aquatic ecosystems from less of a scientific standpoint, more of like an observational heart-based connection where you can still make those same observations without maybe the more technical um, ideas or words. So what else? We like to create our programs about just having experience in, in marine ecosystems. Like a lot of people might not have the opportunity to tide pool or yeah go to the beach but not actually engaging with the world that exists there and so we want to make that connection in an understandable and easy to digest way so that people can carry that back into their communities and have those same experiences with their families yeah we really like to prompt the youth like how do you see yourself and your your family your community in these ecosystems and how do you see these ecosystems in, in your life as well. And so there, our approach is really about co-creation and ideation with our, our partners at the moment. And so kind of meeting the needs of the organization and implementing our unique ways to, um, to foster that connection for BIPOC. And so, yeah, we have different proposals out and about <laughs> right now, but why we is our, our anchor partner at the moment. Can you tell me more about some of the partners that you're working with now or planning to work with in the near future? Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I can speak on the ones that we're doing right now. I guess maybe we won't touch on the proposals we have out at the moment, yeah. but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're working with Why We um, So Young Women Empowered. Um, we're part of the Tacoma Maritime Innovation Incubator which has been great as helping us as a startup company and making a bunch of connections in the space um, in Tacoma particularly. But 
but also just the maritime industry with Earth Corps, of course. Um, did a presentation to some youth about salmon with them. And yeah, they, Earth Corps, just want to iterate that like they help us a lot with the restoration uh, programs that we have in mind. And so, yeah, that allows us a space to complete that. Um, but also working with the Maritime High School and trying to uh, co-create ideas about what the ninth grade programs would look like. And it's a huge group of community members that want to contribute to the space and um, the futures of those kids at that high school. So those are our most stable partners right now. And we're always continuing to have conversations and build relationship um, to begin with before we dive into work. So the the Maritime High School, I um, I heard about that when I interviewed um, James Rasmussen um, with DRCC uh, okay. back in January, and I'd love to hear more about that program. Yeah, um, so we're getting more in touch with the Maritime High School at the moment. We just joined their work groups to kind of help them think about their maritime resources um, component of everything so but right now it's looking like a new high school focused on the um, maritime education for youth they're going to start with a cohort of ninth graders about 31 of them have signed up so far and i think they're planning for 40 or 45 but yeah it's like the first high school kind of a well of its kind out here and there's not many schools like this in the country in general so it's very exciting yeah, that's really cool. So it's uh, going to start in the fall, is that right? Yep, the first score it goes in September. So we're planning hard all over the summer. <laughs> so I'm wondering what advice you have for environmental professionals and public or private sector that really want to attract more people that identify as BIPOC into their businesses. What are some things that you would recommend? Yeah, that is, there's so many ideas and like places that people can start to make sure um, BIPOC can feel safe in those spaces. And so one day when we talk to individuals, it's not only thinking about the job opportunities that you have to offer, but how your organization is set up for BIPOC perspectives in existence. And so we always recommend like doing yeah, some internal DEI work to kind of process that and see where the organization might fall short. Um, and we also help do things like that as coming in to do internal audits, making sure like even job descriptions could be off-putting to certain communities and making sure, yeah, like what are you presenting um, through your words, but also as an organizational culture. Um, but outside of that, really connecting to local communities and grassroots organizations is just so important. Like we want to make sure that the space is built with community in mind. And that means you should have all different types of individuals um, connected to your organization. And so making sure like you establish community presence that you're giving back, that the work that you're doing could be also benefiting and not harming um, the people that you're trying to bring into the organization. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, Ebony touched on a lot, of the, a lot of the things that I was thinking already um, and just elaborating on some of that is creating opportunities for people to learn and see what working at your company looks like, too, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. um, 
is really important. And also um, the qualities you look for when you are seeking employees is realizing sometimes how having a huge resume or list of specific experience may not be uh, something to to focus in on as there's like barriers that exist for BIPOC along the whole pipeline that affect kind of that. So um, yeah, looking for things like character qualities like grit and willingness to learn and curiosity and some, some of those um, kind of values would be really important to bringing people into your company who are, are passionate about growing with you. And Thank you. That's really, really good to hear. And I definitely want to talk to other people um, in my industry about what are you most hopeful about in the next couple of years? There's so much that we <laughs> would hope to do, but yeah, also understanding some, you know, sometimes you dream bigger than the actual capacity you have to do things. But um, <laughs> we're hoping in the next couple of years that we'd be able to have established our own programming. Um, we we do enjoy hosting with partner organizations, and we'll continue to do that. But we hope that at some point we have our own uh, facility where we can run our programs throughout the year. Um, yeah, one program we would really like to do in the future is like a dive specific program of um, getting you dive certified and kind of like kayaking around the San Juan Islands, doing that mm -hmm. together. Um, we definitely want to expand across the country as well, but we're just starting in this Seattle Tacoma area, but hope to, to grow our organization over time. Mm -hmm. Great, thank you. Do you have some advice to other people that are in college uh, that are interested in getting involved in this type of work? Yeah, I think one thing that I realized um, as I've been growing in my career path and creating my own space is that don't be afraid to reach out to people and have conversations that off gate might not seem like they make sense to you. Um, just a lot of our opportunities in general have come from people we have relationships with as friends and family, but also just being open to like having conversations and getting advice from people outside of our industry has led us to other resources as well, whether that be knowledge or um, money or um yeah relationships that i have produced long-term commitment and so yeah don't be afraid to talk to people really yeah that, that's a big one we've been talking to people a lot since starting a company and um ebony's more naturally inclined to do that but it's been every time she has like it's worked out great for us and that's the reason we're in the tacoma maritime innovation incubator now too um but my advice would also be not being afraid to take advantage of different opportunities. I feel like when I was in college, I missed out on some of the internships or opportunities I could have taken because I was facing imposter syndrome coming from a majority minoritized community to a predominantly white university and feeling like all of a sudden the things that made me special were more of a, a, a norm between my peers at my society and kind of feeling a leg behind questioning if I was qualified enough to exist in this space. Um, I think it steered me away from, from trying to take advantage of opportunities. 
but really these opportunities are out there for you to gain experience and so not being afraid to try or um yeah letting yourself get shut out of those spaces is really important yeah that's so so important and do you have anything else that you'd like to add about your uh, your company and yeah i think um we just want to let people know that we're out there we're growing we're establishing ourselves in our community and creating these programs that we hope to benefit um, individuals both youth and adults for time to come and so yes reach out to us ask to be on our mailing list that would be so so beneficial for us to be able to um yeah, just get our name and our programs out there and just spread it a little easier. So we would definitely appreciate that support. Yeah, and I'll add to that by saying we we do have a lot of um, work on the youth side of our, our company right now, which is really exciting, but we're also really looking to work with more maritime industry businesses on some DEI work and their workplace culture and doing some of those internal audits. So please reach out to, us for that as well as we're getting BIPOC youth excited about marine spaces and maritime we don't want to just send them off into spaces that aren't conducive for them to exist in so realizing that that's part of the cycle of representation as well is really important as we move forward as a community great thank you it's so exciting to hear about what you're doing and kind of what your vision is for upcoming years yeah, thank you. We have big goals and we trust that the, yeah, we have established relationships um, and we're all forward together. So we're really excited to see what it looks like in the coming years. Well, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having us. I would like to end by expressing my deepest respect and gratitude to the many indigenous peoples and tribal nations in the Salish Sea region for their enduring care and protection of our shared lands and waterways. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend. Have a great day.